0: Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the kingdom community of believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Amen! Are you excited to be the house of the Lord? Yes! Get the Lord a shout again!
1: Yes. Why can't you hear some people shout at
0: that Say, yes. yeah, yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah
1: your energy at all. Say yay, yay, yay. yay. Awesome, awesome. Amen. Amen. Let's read our scripture and then we'll have our seat in the name of Jesus. I'm actually not sure which scripture we should read today. Um, well, let's do John chapter 1, the verse number 1 to the verse number 5. Let's read our scripture and then we'll have our seat. John chapter 1, the verse number 1 to the verse number 5.
0: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Amen. Amen.
1: Have your seats in heavenly places. I want to take this opportunity to thank God for the privilege to speak to you on this morning first Sunday of the year 2024. It's just by the grace of God. Amen. One, thank God for the life of our Papa, also Apostle Kinsley J. for the opportunity. Come on. I want to salute the grace of God upon Reverend Sammy, Man of God, Come we on. salute you.
0: We salute you. Oh, celebrates our man of God. Amen. Amen.
1: We also thank God for the life of Reverend Selassie. Reverend Selassie is not feeling well today, so... Remind me that we'll pray for her before we go home. All the other pastors of Zion Impact, the various ministers, and I want to thank God for your life also. Amen. I see a new face here. Mommy, you are welcome to church. Oh, you are not new, right? (laughs) Okay, I am new here, right? (laughs) Mommy, you are welcome. (laughs) Amen. For Angela number three, for her, I see her. (laughs) Amen.
0: Awesome. Amen.
1: But we have another Sylvia. Ah. Oh, Sylvia, I see you. Amen. How many people know what the theme for this year is? Oh, today is just a seventh day. You can't forget. What's the theme for the year 2024? The year of what?
0: Watchfulness. Watchfulness divine increase. Divine increase. And victory. And victory. What was the theme for 2023?
1: And supernatural increase. Open doors breakthrough and walking with the Spirit. Hallelujah. How many people saw breakthroughs last year? Open doors last year. And I pray that in this year, you'll get your increase. Amen. You'll get your victory. But it's, it's predicated on the fact that you are watchful. So may the Lord open your eye. As the Nigerians will say, shine your eye. In this year, may you shine your eye. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to talk about the theme for today, but I'm also interested in how we start our year. So I'm not sure what the subtitle should be, whether it's starting the year, whether it's starting with the word, whether it is... But you will figure out what the subtitle is. Hallelujah. But in our scripture that we read in John chapter 1, the Bible talks about beginnings. Now, if you check the Bible right? The Bible makes us understand that the beginning of a thing is not as important as the end. Have you heard that before? So he says, do not despise humble beginnings, because if you despise the beginning, you might miss out on what the end will be. I read with me so far? Nonetheless, if preparation is not done right in the beginning, you can sabotage your end. I with me. That is why God is not only the God of the end, but He is also the God of the beginning. So the Bible says that in the beginning He already knows what is happening at the end, and based on the expectation at the end, you put in the required effort at the beginning. I with me so far? I with me so far? I with me so far? Are you sure? How are you doing? I with me so far? So if you do not do the necessary groundwork. At the beginning of every season, you would lose out at the end. Because the end doesn't just come by dreaming. The end doesn't just come by wishing. See, I wish I could say to you, this year is a good year. Then you can go home, lie down, sleep, watch Netflix, um, eat pizza, global, whatever you want. And then at the end of the year, I'll give you a microphone first Sunday, and you share testimony. Pray. The Lord. The Lord was good. This year, the man of God said it's a year of divine increase. Oh, I was just there like that. No, by the time I saw my account, I don't know what happened to the bank. It was just receiving alerts, 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 alerts. I wish I could say that to you. If I say that to you, I've lied to you. <laughs> Unless I say that by prophecy. But I even mean, that one cry. me. So we should be interested in how we start every year. And we need to start the year on one particular thing. Someone say, start the year with the word of God. Start the year with the word of God. And our word for this year is watchfulness, divine increase, and what? Victory. So I want us to spend some time today looking at how to properly start the year. So we saw in the book of John chapter 1, the Bible says that in the beginning... In the beginning, there is always a word. At the beginning of your marriage, there is always a word. Before you start school, there is always a word. Before you enter into a relationship, in that beginning, God always provides a word. Why does God provide a word? Because without that word, you will not know what the journey entails. In fact, without that word, you don't have the resources to journey with God. The word of God always begins what? A season. I've been so far. The Bible says what? In the beginning was what? So, at the beginning of your life, there should have been a word. Should I go there? Yes. I don't think I should go there. So, in the beginning of your children's life, there should be a word. I've been so far.
0: Yes, sir.
1: Yesterday, before we did, um, I'm thinking, I'm talking about Friday. Friday, before Reverend Barry picked up the microphone and then we started singing and worshiping, right? He read a scripture in the book of Luke chapter 1. The testimony of Zachariah. Now, when you check it, that was Zachariah had been dumb ever since he got the prophecy that he was about to have a son through his same wife who had been barren all the time of their marriage. The Bible says that the angel of the Lord shut him up. But then, when the child was born, the angel could not keep his mouth shut anymore because the father had to release a word over the life. Of the boy. Even if Angel Gabriel was so angry with Zachariah, Angel Gabriel could not. Because at the start of the life of John the Baptist, a word must proceed. At the beginning of the, of the life of Jesus, words came. The first people that spoke, surprisingly, were shepherds. No long, no wonder he says that he is the shepherd. He is the good shepherd. People spoke over his life. The Bible says that on the seventh day when they went to do the customary whatever it is, he met a prophetess. He met the elder Simon. And they released words over the life of Jesus. So, at every beginning point, there should be a word. If you're about to start a business, you must seek God. You must ask God, what is the word for this business? If you're about to start a career, what is the word for this career? If you're about to go to school, what is the word for this school? Because you cannot start a beginning without a word. I think so far, have I confused you? No. So the Bible says that what? In the beginning was what? The Word. The Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The Bible says, He was in the beginning with God. And look at the verse number three. It says that all things were made through Him. Who is the Him? The Word. It means that the possibilities, the experiences that one enjoys in every season of their life, from the very beginning, should be provided by the word that they receive. I read me so far. Yes, the sir. word you receive at the beginning stage. So at the start of this year, the word you receive is very, very important. It would shape the various days, the various nights, the various months. It will shape it. It will shape it. It will shape it. So today, I want to look at a few things. Five things. Five things that we need to pay attention to when we are starting the year 2024? What are the five things that we should pay attention to? So you can say starting the year with the word, I don't know, whatever I want to call it. The media team would find something creative. Amen? So I want us to look at five things. Let me just jump to the end of my notes so that you know where we are going. The first thing that you should pay attention to, number one, review. Review. Number two, I write in it. So number one, review. Number two, wait. Number three, believe. Number four, walk, And number five, endure. Mm. Should I go there? I should go there. Five things to start the, the year right. And I'm talking about the year because we are at the beginning of the year. It could be any point in time, right? Number one, review. Number two, what? Wait. Wait. Number three, what? Believe. Believe. Number four, walk. Walk. Number five, endure. Endure. So let's start with number one. Today we'll have communion, so I'll try and go through this as quickly as I can. So that we can... So the first thing, starting the year right or starting any season right... First, review the previous season or your current situation. There are many people here who get brokenhearted and the next two days, okay, well, well, the boys cry for two days, the girl cries for seven days. After the next two days, oh, I met someone. You don't know what happened, though. You don't know what what broke your first relationship. But after two days, you already have another boyfriend. That's not what I'm saying. How many people have done that before? I'll close my eyes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Many people, you get what? You start a business, it breaks. It doesn't go on well. The next minute you get money, no, yeah, start another one. You cannot start a new season, a new year, without adequate review of the past year. What went wrong? What went right? What lessons God has taught you? Even if it's a failure, You should have learned something. All right, me so far. So you can't tell me that this year, you are ready to receive it, name it, claim it in 2024. 2024 is going to be the best year of your life if you cannot tell me how 2023 went. If you cannot tell me the mistakes you made in 2023. If you cannot tell me how you missed opportunities in 2023. If you don't review adequately, the likelihood that you repeat the same pattern in 2024 is very, very high. And that is why many people start the year on the first, like I've dressed like this, white, excited. When the clock hits 12, everybody in the church is elated, jumping, whatever, hugging each other, congratulations, congratulations, and then wait till March. Wait till August. You know, those kind of man that don't have a lot of holidays inside, wait till that time. August, October. It's like they are, but they realize that, oh, something is going on wrong. As the year comes to December, people are crying, oh Lord, why? Oh Lord, why? Oh Lord, why? Up to now, are you aware? You cannot enter into a new season without adequate words, Review. Of the past season or what? Your current situation. So the Bible says, Jesus was given a parable. And then Jesus decided to explain a few things that was like a detour to what he was saying. But it's an interesting thing for us to note. The Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 14, the verse number 31. In fact, if we can start from the verse number 28. Luke chapter
0: 14. Luke 14, 28. Yes. For which of you... Intending to build a tower, yes, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it. Mm-hmm. Twenty-nine. Yes. Lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, or who see it begin to mock him, mm-hmm. saying, "This man began to build yes. and was not able to finish it." Now my focus is the verse number thirty-one and the verse number thirty-two. So go on to there. Thirty-one. Yes. Or what king going to make war against another king? Does not sit down first and consider whether he's able with ten thousand to meet him who comes against him with twenty thousand, mm-hmm. or else while the other is still a great way of, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, "I like you know if it talks about the building part,
1: you understand that before you embark on any project, you must check that so you have the money. Otherwise, what you lay the foundation and you are not able to finish." Are with mm-hmm. me so far? I remember when we were going to get married. This was one of my favorite scriptures. And I was always telling my wife, So, have you counted the costs? Have you counted the costs? To the point that the apostle said, I'll store it here. Because I said, Hey, be like, this is how I will. Have you counted the costs? Are you sure you are able? Have you counted the costs? Me, this one. I realized we didn't count the costs properly at some point. <laughs> because she still expects me to be eating aba-eba, It's your love, rice. <laughs> or rice. So, at that part of the. Calculation, we missed it. The Lord will have mercy upon us, even. Amen. Hallelujah. But do you count the cost? You see, let me give you an example. At some point in time, right, every adventure, especially at the beginning of it, comes with some kind of enthusiasm. It comes with some kind of excitement. You experience this at the new year. You experience this at the beginning of the month. You experience this on your birthday. That kind of enthusiasm, usually it clouds your mind and it makes you think that you are well prepared, sometimes overly prepared for what you're about to embark on. Oh, am I with you? Am I with you? You can imagine the excitement you got when you received your admission package for investing, right? Oh, you were excited, a new environment, Oh, whatever, whatever. Then you entered your first class. Oh, wow, yeah, it's a powerful school. Hey, listen, listen. I've traveled out of Accra, I've traveled out of Ghana, my first school, until mid-senior. And you're wondering, was I prepared for this journey? Many people embark on a master's degree program, a PhD degree program, and they've not thought about the impact or the costs, not just the financial impact. Are you ready? So, look at what the Bible says. He says, in the situation of a building, it's easy to understand. But he applies the same principle in the situation of a war. Now, he says, if you are about to go to battle, the Bible says, this king had 10,000 soldiers. And he's going into war with another king that has 20,000. The Bible says that he needs to consider, am I able to defeat him? So, the problem is not the fact that he has 10,000 Soldiers, and the enemy has more. The problem he has to answer is that, do I have the strategy to overcome? It's not about the resources you have. It's about the strategy. Are you well-equipped to overcome an army, 20,000, 30,000, more than you? Are you willing to overcome a journey, experience, an educational system that is about to tear you in pieces for you to receive a certificate? Are you willing? Are you ready to go into a relationship? Are you ready to pick somebody's boy, pick somebody's daughter, and then love them as their family could? Are you ready? Probably more than their family. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? That in the middle of the night, some boy that oh this, this is this is worrying me, and then you are the man of the house or the woman of the house, and you will get up and go to the kitchen and prepare something are you ready? If you are not ready, for some people here, I'm not going to look at them because they must marry, so I'm not going to tell them that message. Let me come somewhere else. Are you ready? So the problem is not the resources you have. It's about managing it to achieve an outcome. So have you reviewed your year? Now, you can think about the year, oh, it's a a new year, but you basically have 365 opportunities each day inside each day you have 24 opportunities are you ready what god has told you to do what you have decided to do are you ready based on the resources you have to achieve that outcome that prophecy that word you can just say oh yes probably i don't even need 10,000 soldiers for this particular king based on my location i need less resources If I'm a king and I have 10,000 soldiers and another army is coming with 100,000, so far as I'm on the mountain, I have the biggest advantage. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? So far as I'm on the mountain. So the issue is not your resources, it's about analyzing, reviewing. And I'm saying reviewing. Some of you might be thinking, oh, we are talking about MBA things here. No, I'm talking about the Word of God. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, in the beginning, right? god created the heavens and the earth then the verse number two the bible says what and god realized that what the earth was without form it was dark it was void and what and the bible then says and the spirit of god was hovering over the words face of the deep god saw a problem the bible didn't just say god saw and god said no that's not what god said in between god saw the problem and god said and provided the solution The Bible says that the Spirit of God hovered upon the face of the deep. The Spirit
0: of God was hovering. Is that in your your Bible? Can you read that for us, man of God? And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The Spirit of God
1: was hovering over the face of the deep, over the face of the water. In the midst of the problem, God was analyzing what was going on. In the midst of a situation, God's Spirit was there looking at the things. If you check, that same principle applied when Nehemiah was given an assignment. The Bible says, God gave him a way, go and build the walls. In the first few days, the Bible says, no one was with him, save the animal I was riding on. And the Bible says, he went around inspecting. What God has said I, can, I should do, am I able to? What God saw as a problem, in order to bring a solution, was God able to? The Bible says he was hovering upon the face of the deep. Many of us don't spend our time thinking about anything. In fact, many of us, we decide to find a way not to spend time meditating and thinking. So when we start our day, because of the bars, okay, yes, in this part of the world we are in, hit the traffic, hit whatever, whatever. When we get up, we are going. No, they say, you speak to your boss, do this thing, yes sir. By the time, I realize, no, you've not even thought about how your day should be. You've not planned, oh, how many, should I get time for break should instead of break, should I do this? You just start. Because you have no plan. As you are doing the work for your boss, your colleague comes and then says, oh, help me do this quickly, quickly. But I can't realize you've left the boss, your work for your boss. And they are doing the work for your colleague. But I can't realize your boss's boss has come. They've left the two. Am I speaking to someone? Yeah, do you understand what I'm saying? There is no thought. Start your day hovering upon the face of the deep. On the face of the deep, It looks like there's a problem. But in the midst of hovering, reviewing, meditating, thinking about what is happening, that is where you can then see that I need light first. That is where I can then see I need to say a word. That is where I can then see I need to do this first. You cannot start your year if you have not given thought to it. If you have not given thought to it. You cannot. In fact, I can tell you that if you have not given thought to it, you would, you would feel. You, do you think that is, how many people know that right now in most MBA programs, there's a lesson in there called meditation and usually they, they use yoga. How many people know that? Oh, I, I, Have you heard of that before? Have not seen? Most MBA programs, if they don't call it meditation, they'll call it mindfulness. Right? Because they, if you check, I, 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 I was doing a study once. That was a while ago. If you check videos on how these multi-million, whatever, tech executives spend or start their day, you would always realize that there is a similarity. Many of them don't take their morning as a joke at all. Many of them usually, you know, as a a young guy, when you start reading, okay, I want to know what tool are they using to plan their day? What way are they, you know... Booking events, are they booking events? 15 minutes, 30 minutes. If you check, they always start with exercise and mindfulness or meditation. Always. And usually, young guys, young ladies like me, we always jump that one. And we go to, okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? What is it that deflates? What is it that deflates? Because you cannot embark on any journey without careful thoughts to your current situation or your past season. Point number two is what? Wait. Wait. Say to your neighbor, wait. Wait. Wait till you hear the word of God. Wait till what? You hear the word of God. The Bible says in the book of Habakkuk, let's read from the verse number one downwards. I want us to go to the verse number four, but let's just read the verse number one for now. Habakkuk chapter two. Look what the Bible says.
0: From verse one. From verse one. I will stand my watch.
1: I will stand my watch in this season of watchfulness. You must stand and watch. Jesus put it in some other way. You must watch and pray. Then he says, I will stand my watch whilst I'm watching, whilst I'm observing, what am I seeking for?
0: Mm. Continue. And set myself on the rampart. And set myself. And then what else? And watch to see what he will say. And to watch to see what God will say, say to, me. to me. And what I will answer when and I am corrected. And what I will answer.
1: Pause there. He says, "I have been given an instruction as a watchman. In this new year, in the grace that has been released for watchfulness, I will stand my watch. But the Bible says that in watching, I am waiting to see what what he will say. See." see Jesus was anointed from the womb. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. When the Bible says that after Mary had the word of God, that the Spirit of God would overshadow her, and then she would give birth to a son, that son would become the son of God. The Bible says that she rushed quickly to the house of Elizabeth. Right? The Bible says, according to Elizabeth's testimony, when she encountered Mary and heard the voice of Mary, the baby in her received the anointing also. So from the future stage, Jesus was anointed. Yet Jesus didn't start ministry until he was 30. Ask yourself, what was he waiting for? He was waiting for the voice that says that this is my son. Jesus, son of God. In fact, the word of God. If you go to heaven... Before the book of Matthew, and you say, Oh, what are the who are the main people in heaven? I want to have the meeting. You see God, you see the word, and then you see the spirits. After Matthew, you might see Jesus, you might see God, you might see the Son, but they are the same. And the Holy Spirit is not there, he is here. Hallelujah. I me so far. Jesus, who is the word of God? The Bible says that when he was here in his natural form, he took no action except he heard the word. So, wait, I want to ask you a question. Didn't Jesus know that there was a prophecy hanging over his head? Didn't he know? He knew. So what word was he waiting for? Didn't Jesus know that he had been sent from heaven to come and save the world? Didn't he know? He knew. So my question is, what else was he waiting for? You see, many of us don't understand prophecy. I was having a conversation with someone in the last week, and I'm saying, see, when it comes to prophecy, right, you need to be very, 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 very careful. You need to be very, very, very careful. See, you might hear words coming from the mouth of a prophet, right? And it might sound like I, have a, I had a conversation with the man of God. And the man of God is saying it, just as we said, just as we talked about. But you need to be very, very discerning when it comes to prophecy. Let me give you an example. This example I gave the the person. How many people have read the anointing of Saul when Saul was going to become king? The Bible says that his father's donkeys were missing. He went out to search for them. By the help of his assistant, he got an offering and went to see the man of God. Are you with me so far? Did the man of God tell him that he was going to become king? Oh, yes. The man of God told him. Check your Bible again. The man of God told him. Because the man of God gave him the place of privilege. And gave him rights and food. Even though he was not yet king. Right? And the man of God anointed him. And told him that he was going to become king. But he said he shouldn't say anything. I will come to your town. Right? Now, When the man of God got to his town, what did the Bible say? The Bible says that and the man of God told them that God has given me a particular word. So by lot, I am about to choose the one that God says I should choose. Didn't the man of God already know? But then why did he go through the process of calling all tribes by name? Then after tribes, all clans in the tribe. Then after clans, all families in the clan. All families in the clan. Then after... Families, all men, and then he chose someone, he chose Saul. If the man of God already knew, what was all that gymnastics for? You see, when you hear prophecy, right, prophecy usually needs to be investigated. So Paul says that war with the words of prophecy, right? Many people think prophecy is an authorization to act. Let me say it again. Many people think prophecy is an authorization to what? Acts. So you come, as many people have been accusing us in KCF, you come and then the man of God says, ah, hello, ah, guy, I I see that. Are you in a relationship? Oh, okay, yes, oh, yes, man of God, yes, I found this girl in my second year. Hmm, your relationship, pray about it. That's all the man of God said. And then the guy will go, John Hey, Sister Angela, I went to church. The man of God says, We should break up. <laughs> and then they just go, What? Break up. Blaming who? The man of God. They didn't go after the saints. and say, I oh, go, what should I pray about? Oh, man of God, what do you mean by I should pray about it? They just receive the word of God. Go and begin to take action. And then they will blame God when they have not received what they thought they would receive. Ah, God, seems like you lied to me. Ah, but didn't you say, oh, didn't you say, the one of God say, oh, see, guy, I think that, I don't know, you are going to school, right? I think that your marriage is connected outside. Then they just go outside and they start looking for a white girl. Who told you that the one that you are in a relationship with right now will not come there and meet you? Let me not go there. Let me not go there. Let me not, let me not go there. Let me not go there. The church is becoming silent. Let me not go there. That is what I'm saying. When you receive, you see, because when we receive prophecy like that, it's about to usher us into a new season. So we must use the same approach. First, review your past situation or your current situation. They need to wait. Okay, this is the word of God. What is God saying? See, let me, let me answer this in a, in a different way. Let me answer this. The Bible says that Elijah, right, was at the point in time, frustrated, and he wanted to give up. And the Bible says, the word of the Lord came to him, right? And God spoke to him. What was the message that God gave to him? God says that, go to a mountain, and I'll speak to you. Was God not speaking to him when he was talking to him? Oh, are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? Was Was it not God that was speaking? That gave him the instruction to go to a mountain, and he says, I will speak to you there. Couldn't God have spoken? So why is that when you hear half prophecy, no, hey, the man of God says, then you are running, then you are running. Now, I'm not saying that despise what the man of God say. I'm not saying that, oh, so when the man of God gives you instruction, then you are also waiting for Jesus to confirm, the Holy Ghost to confirm, Angel Gabriel to confirm, and definitely Angel Michael because he'll protect you on the journey. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when God says something, right, you need to wait. I'm not saying that when God gives you an instruction, wait, and then you are just there. No. You need to understand what God is saying. So let me give you an example. When God told Abraham that go and sacrifice his son, the Bible says that early in the morning, he understood what the assignment was. He didn't ask God to explain. He knew what it meant. I've been so far. Have I confused you? Are you sure? So when you hear the word of God, on that same word, there must be something that you must be waiting for. So the Bible says in the book of Luke, the book of Mark also, in the book of, in the book of Matthew, when Jesus entered the water, when he came out, the Bible says that and he heard a voice. He heard a voice. And the Bible says that because he heard the voice, the Bible says that then out of that word that he heard, he was led into the wilderness by the Spirit, to be tempted. Many of us hear prophecies in church, and when we take a step, we are led by emotions. We are led by excitement. See, let me tell you the truth. Some of us, when we hear prophecy in church, we are led by jealousy. We are led by envy. Ah, hey, so the man of God says that, hey, this person, this is what the man of God did, and this person traveled outside. Okay, let me also do this. You think it is fatal. Meanwhile, it's jealousy. Oh, can we be frank in the church? Can we be frank? How many people had testimonies of people in church? And you said, oh, I tap. And as you are tapping, crap. It was just so that you are overcompensating for your unhappiness inside. I, 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 have I seen it? Have I saying it? You say, oh, hey, God did a wonderful thing. Oh, see, I tap. And because you know that if you don't say I tap, you, you, you say something in your head. That's negative. So your high tap is just overcompensating. You must wait for the word of God. The theme for the year is what? Watchfulness. The theme for the year is what? Divine increase. The theme for the year is what? Victory. Maybe, maybe, maybe your personal theme for the year. In that same broad umbrella, might have a different meaning. Should I go there? Divine increase. And you are seeing Father, abundance, abundance. And God is saying, less is more. <laughs> God is saying, what? Should I go there? Divine increase. And God is saying, what? Less is what? Should I go there? Do you understand what I'm saying? what is god saying to you there is a general thing what has god said for you this year and i want you to spend time seeking that in fact we have been graced that tomorrow is a holiday before after after tuesday the, uh, there is no, the holiday has finished after, tomorrow by the special grace of god we are fasting tomorrow also what what a powerful opportunity to seek the mind of god what a what? Powerful opportunity. It's timely. Right? So tomorrow, I want you to just spend time. And say, Father, I want to know. Watchfulness, divine increase, and victory. What is in it for me? What is in it for me? What is in it for me? Point three is what? Believe. 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 Believe the first word. See, jump to the same book of Habakkuk. Let's read the verse number 4, right? And then we'll go back to number 2 and read downwards. Read the verse number 4.
0: 2 verse 4. Yes. Behold the proud. Yes. His soul is not upright in him. Yes. But the just shall live by his faith. But the just, but the what? The just, just shall live by what? His faith. his faith.
1: If you check in its deconstructed form, Faith and believe are the same thing. I with me so far. Mm. So they just by live by what he believes in. I with me so far. Yep. Now jump to the verse number two, so we understand.
0: Verse two. Verse two. Then the Lord answered me and said.
1: The Lord answered me and said. After he said, I will stand and watch to see what God will say. say to me. God answered him and said,
0: Write the vision. Write the vision. And make it plain on tablets. And make it plain. On tablets. On the tablets. That he may run who reads it.
1: That he may run. The one who reads it. As soon as he reads it, the Bible says that he would run. Mm. Why is that? Because the just shall live by what he believes. See, many of us take actions and we don't believe God. I wish, in fact, I'm going to spend my time, probably some time, this month or next month, and talk about believe again. You know, we started talking about righteousness, and I told you the reason why I was talking about righteousness is because of something that Apostle said. That many of us don't believe God, and I me, mean, I, I started repenting. I told my wife that see, true, 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 true. We think that we are being spiritual, and then we quote scriptures like, "Oh, the Lord will order the steps of the righteous." So, how can I plan my year and plan my whatever? And then you go to an interview and the, ma- and the panel asks you, five years from now, what do you want expect? Then you think, oh, you, five years ago, do you think that you'll be here? You know, those kind of things. So we think it's being mature when we don't want to expect. I' have you been so far? And God said that what you are calling maturity is actually proof of your doubt. Proof of your unbelief. So, many of us, we put ourselves in a place where we no longer expect good things to happen. So, when bad things happen, in fact, we are always in a mood expecting bad things. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, we position ourselves that, I mean, the way the things are going, I mean, God loves all his children. I mean, I believe that one. God is a good God. I believe that one. But you let me just do mine somewhere. And then when they say we're having a prophetic service, and then the man of God says, okay, you, rise up. And he says, I'll come to you now in your head. Man of God, don't, don't. How many people have given men of God warning in your head before? Oh, it's, it's like it's just me, you see. I, I repent before the church. How many people have given men of God warnings in their head before, when they call them? And I said that if I hear this again, if you say pick, (laughs) if you say pick, I'll just elbow you. (laughs) And I'll pretend I'm under the anointing. Hallelujah. Believe. So, see, the reason why the person who reads it runs is because the person believes what he said. Or what he's reading. I need so far. I need so far. If you do not have the right belief system, right, a lot of things around you would fail. I can spend my time talking about belief, but you let me let's look at something. Give me the 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 book of John, right? The book of John chapter 2, the verse number 5. Let, let's look at what's something. Down, at this point in time, Jesus was given instructions to some servants at the wedding in Canaan, right? Look at what Jesus said. In
0: John 2, right, the verse number 5. Verse 5. Yes. His mother said to the servants, Yes. whatever he says to you, do it. Whatever he says to you, do it.
1: In fact, if the Bible is yours, put that sign there and write on the top. Just do it. Whatever he says to you, just don't don't think about it and reason yourself out of belief. You see, we have a conflict. We cannot believe with the mind. If you are writing notes, write this down. You cannot believe with your mind. You cannot what? Believe with your mind. Your mind is not equipped to do the work of believing. Your mind can't do that work. It's your mind that's the work of reasoning. Are you with me? It's your heart that does the work of believing. Now, because we go into our current educational system, there is an emphasis on STEM, right? And one of the science, technology, whatever, whatever, and usually the underlying framework is what? Critical reasoning or critical thinking. So we are trained to have our minds sharpened. And usually, the voice of our minds begin to drown the voice of our hearts. So in the day, you realize that your mind is too jumpy to even receive from God. Have you ever tried reading your Bible, let's say, in the afternoon before? Or you miss your quiet time and you are trying to make up for it. So early mornings, afternoon late afternoon, evening. It's not the same as doing your quiet time in the morning. Because you've already entered into the day. As soon as, in fact, tomorrow, let's do an an experiment. So I will get the results on Sunday. Tomorrow, right, whatever time you have. In fact, we are all going to Agape, so 12 o'clock we are going. I wish that you get some time. Set, not even set one hour, set 30 minutes, right? And say that I want to pray from this time to this time. Everything that you've forgotten to do since you were born, (laughs) you will be reminded of it. (laughs) Everything. Everything. Oh, I promised my class classmate teacher (laughs) that uh, because we have been equipped, our minds, most of us, are stronger than the voice of our hearts. I mean, so far. So when I say believing, right, we think we believe. Right, over. If I say that tomorrow by this time, God will make a way. When we say amen, we say it out of reason, not out of belief. You see, and the, because the method is different, the outcome is different. Well, I don't think you are with me. I don't think you are with me. I don't think you are with me. See, you can't, because we think, because we think, when we are receiving even the word of God, We say the right things, but the heart is not backing it. When you believe right, you might not have to say. When you believe right, you might not have to say. I don't know if you are with me. I don't know if you you are with me. I don't know if you are with me. One of God, are you with me? Are you with me? The fact that I've said something, it doesn't mean I believe it. The fact that I've said something, it doesn't mean I believe it. Because you can reason your way. Many of us are in church and we know the language of the church. When we meet in the morning, we speak in King James. Because that's, that's, that's the nature of the believer. How do I thou, my sister? And then we've clicked. you with me? So we speak the language of the church. If you like, ask anyone, let's do this experiment. After this sermon, as we, we close. Ask Robert, how was the sermon? Powerful. <laughs> <laughs> pa- powerful that's going to be used. ask Robert if I ask any other person now that I've said ask Robert he will look for another word and he will look for it because he's not going to think about it I have so far I so far because we are naturally equipped to think but our job as entities that dwell in heaven and on earth is that we must also be strong in our hearts if I say the heart, I'm talking about the spirits So that is why God waits till we are asleep, usually, to give us critical information. And we've also spoiled our evening routine because of notifications, WhatsApp status, Instagram status. So when we wake up, automatically, we don't even reach for anything, just go onto our phone. And as soon as you pick up your phone, it's gone. Am I with someone? What I'm saying is that believing is an easy job. It's one of the easiest jobs. And because it's so easy, we think it doesn't work. So we reason and add other things to it. However, even though believing is an easy job, it does not come automatically. You must build your belief system. If I tell you, have you ever practiced believing? You've not. In fact, you may have heard what, what I'm saying before. Have you practiced your believing before? Have you practiced it? So there's an issue. You have. You've practiced it before. You've tried. Believing. So you want to believe God. You know, we sing, Apostle said that he fell in love with the song, I believe God style baby, I see song. You must practice your believing. One of the easiest ways of believing is by reading the word of God. That's one. The second way of believing is by pondering over the word of God that you, are reading, that you are believing. And the third way, you must test it out. You must what? Test it out. I heard one man of God say that, you see, many people think that men of God who walk in their miraculous, like, they, they, just, they just get up and they start. You have never tried. You have never, never tried praying for yourself when you have the headache. And you think that when you go out on evangelism, someone who is sitting in a wheelchair, you pray for him and you rise up. You're like a joker. This one, let me. Like joker. You've, you a joker. You have a small potted plant at your window. You always forget to water it and it's dying. You've never tried praying for the plant before. Oh, why are you looking at me like that? The Bible says that to preach the gospel to all creatures is a plant not a creature? <laughs> You've never tried praying for the cats and the dogs in your house before. The ones you killed at Christmas. Did you ever say, Father, I commit the souls into your hands? <laughs> Forget that one. That was just a joke. But you've never tried practicing. See, I want you to start practicing the things that the things that are the foundation for your faith and belief. Let me give you an example. Set, ask yourself another way of building your belief, ask yourself questions. The things that you say you believe, ask yourself questions about them. A fundamental one. If you were born into a Muslim family, would you be a Christian? Are you a Christian by birth or by choice? Have you asked yourself that question before? What would it take if you were born into a... If you were born into the Arab countries, What do I need to see for you to give give your life to Christ? Have you thought about it before? If I experience the life of Job, would I still trust God? On the other side, if I experience the wealth at the later later life of Joseph, would would I still believe God? Would I still believe God? You've never tested your faith before. All right, me. So you'll be walking about saying that I'm a Christian. But the fundamental title of a Christian is not Christian. It's believers. Believers. That's your identity. Kingdom believers. You are not a Christian. When God looks at you, you are a believer. That means that there's only one job you are supposed to do in this life as a Christian. Believe. The Bible says that and the one that is able to believe all things Hey, do you understand what it means? One time, apostle asked me a question. That was like 2015. I think it was a Wednesday or so. He told me earlier, because I came to his office, then we had a prayer meeting and he said it. He says, if God comes to you right now, right, and God says, tomorrow by this time, there will be a plant growing from here. This is hard, cemented, concreted, tiled floor. Tomorrow, God said... We heard it even through thunder. It is I, 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 the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Tell the people of God, 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 tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. by by this time, a plant will grow from here. What would would we say? We say, Amen. I believe. I receive. And then as you are going down, then you say, Ah, we too. There is no black soil. When I did when I did agriculture, they said that the things necessary for plant life is black soil, aeration, <laughs> water, and sunlight. And by the time you realize you believed, then you reason yourself out of belief. So we'll read the Bible and we'll see the servant that was at the right arm of the king when Eli, when the prophet said, Tomorrow by this time. You would have more bread. We will insult him and say he didn't believe. As a man of God, I'll come and preach with him and see that. You see, don't believe, don't work on your own belief. Look at what someone said. And you see, if you don't believe, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But you are doing the same thing. God says that there will be a plant. You will reason yourself out of it. Should I give an example that relates to you? God says that you will go to school. You've not even applied. You've not, you don't even know what, where the embassy is. And God said that you go to school this year. And then by the time you go and check, you start checking on the website for the school. And you realize that you've missed the first deadline. And God says that you go to school this year. Now, when you think about it, it makes sense to assume that God is talking about the next admission cycle. That's what you say. You, you Because you, be, you think that God made. And of course, the man of God says that when you hear a word. Wait for another word. So you say that yes. God meant next year. But God says that this year. How have you been so far? How are you doing so far? I always give this example. When I first heard, when I first said, if I, if I went according to my plan, I'll be two years in marriage. Because I was going to, well... Look for a girl when I'm 27. As a birthday gift to myself. (laughs) 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 And then probably marry. That's what I plan. When when God says that I should get married, right? The first time I had it, because it was not on my mind. The first time I had it, I I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke. I said, okay, wait, 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 wait. Then I started remembering all the things I've heard about relationships. And then, in fact, that particular year, i think i've said it before joy fm was doing the affairs how many of you have seen that before bridal fair you know they do something is match or so? the affairs bridal fair so i said, wait and then they were asking people you know different different people and then at the time Bank and some other bank were sponsoring it and they were asking how should they how should they how should someone who is interested in marrying prepare they said oh you know you must get the basics and then in terms of as a bank, most one of the most important things is myself six months worth of savings. And I said, Father. <laughs> I say, Father, I don't have one day worth of savings. <laughs> but, anyways, I actually had some savings though. I actually had some savings. Because if I second year in school, I got some money. And God said I should put it down for my wedding. I thought it was also that I was to a joke, but I saved it anyway, so I had some money, but it was not six months' worth. When God, when I said, okay, so let's go through the list, how to get married. Number one, I'm living in my mother's house. So I said, okay, that is the most basic thing. Look for a place and rent, probably buy. And I said, okay, this is God's thing. And God said it with some urgency. So in my mind, that means that there's urgent supply. You know, when there's an emergency, all things, if I was, now people say that all things is fair in love and war. When there is an emergency sign, you usually don't go through the process. So God says, get married. In my mind, okay. So God will bypass protocol. Because God is a protocol breaker. You know, I can say this and sing, and we we'll all jump. And I'm saying it, that's what I heard. And I went online. That was the biggest and the most foolish mistake I ever did. Biggest and the most foolish mistake. We'll get married. And I went and typed into the browser. Reginald Estates. <laughs> And then in my mind, oh, I don't want any of the posh residential. So when I started searching for it, I always put the word townhouse because in my mind, townhouse might be a cheap thing. <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> in fact, I said I won't do again. Regiman, then I said, okay, okay, Regimano has experience. So that day, I was so lost in my thinking. We had gone to our apostle's house at the time for Friday services, right? And we're coming back. I don't know what happened. I live around Kanda there at the time. I got down at Perez, and I saw a signboard, and I started checking. So I was—I don't know why I got down, but I was just checking. And by the time I realized, I've walked home <laughs> because I was just lost in thoughts. I said, "This is what you are saying, like me? I should get married?" And I said, well, if I, even if I had this money, right? I—I I'll probably not marry." <laughs> Are probably not. And many of us, I'm saying, we reason ourselves out of unbelief. And that is why one of the best prayers you can pray is a prayer of mercy. Because, you see, we accuse God for a number of things that happen. Most of the time, we just don't believe. We just don't believe. Let's look at point number four, just on the same thing about believing. It's what? Walk, right? Now, for point number four, Walk with the spirit of God, or walk with the spirit of the world. Now, in the same Habakkuk, right, the verse number two, it says that, and the one that reads it shall run. Give me the verse number three and the verse number four again.
0: Habakkuk two, verse three.
1: Yes. No, give me verse two again, and then verse three.
0: Verse two. Yes. Then the Lord answered me and said, Yes. Write the vision. Yes. And make it plain on tablets. Yes. That he that he may run who reads it.
1: Yes. Verse three.
0: For the vision is yet for an appointed time. Yes. But at the end it will speak. And it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. Wait for it. And then what? Because it will surely come. Then give me the verse number four. Verse four. Behold the proud. Yes. His soul is not upright in him. Mm -hmm. But the just shall live by his faith. But
1: the just shall live by his faith. Now, you see, I just talked about people not believing. Write this down. The proof, right? Sorry, give me one minute. Yes so write this down action into brackets what you do or what you don't do action into brackets what you do or don't do is the truest sign it's the truest sign of what you believe action or inaction is the truest sign of what you believe so if i want to know your belief system if i want to know whether you are a believer i should just i just i just need to sit back and just watch how you are working with god the things you do in your work with god tells me what you believe in the things you don't do in your work with god also tells me what you believe in i think so far for instance assuming you have a headache or you have a tummy ache right now, what you do first is a proof of what you believe in. Do you understand me so far? Listen to me. Action. And I'm saying the action is what you do. And the action is also what you don't do. Because if you are not doing something, you are doing something. Right? It's a proof of what you believe in. So, assuming you believe that God said, go to school this year, right? Assuming. Let me, I'm just giving the benefits of the of the doubts, right? That you really believe that God said go to school this year and you don't even know the schools you are going to as at the end of last year. It shows me that you don't believe what God is saying. I don't know if you understand me. If you come and tell me That you believe that prayer works, right? You tell me that you believe that there is power in prayer. And then I ask you, what is your prayer life like? And you are telling me that your prayer life is as and when. You know, when you are in the mood, when you find the time, when you have the energy. It tells me that you don't believe in prayer. Should I give you another example? I guess what I'm saying. I guess what I'm saying. If you are telling me that fufu is the best food in the entire world, and I say, okay, what is your timetable for eating? And like me, you eat rice three times a day. It means you don't believe that fufu is the best food in the entire world. If you tell me that there is healing in the house of God, and on your way to church, you feel unwell, so you go back home. And on your way to the house, you pass by the pharmacy. What you are telling me is that there is healing in the pharmacy and the doctor, not the house of God. That's what you are saying. So I don't need, you don't need to tell me your belief system. If I watch you, I get the truest sense of what you believe in. I think it's over. So the Bible says that the person that runs, not the person that roots, the person that read the word, he runs with it. It means that the one that wrote it and the one that reads it, there is more, the person that read it has more belief than the one that read it, that wrote it. I read me so far. The one that read and was running has more faith and belief than the person that wrote it. If God tells you, he said that God has told you that you are going to be a president, right, or an MP, or whatever, board chairman, whatever, in economics, God said that to you. And you, if I check your social media page, all the people that you are following are K-pop stars, football stars. We are not following one politician. They don't believe what God is saying. you are not following one president, whether dead or alive, then you don't believe what God is saying. So if you are telling me that this year, God said it's a year of watchfulness, increase, victory. And I ask you, okay, what are you watching for this year? Because maybe you might be in the field of economics. You, are, you don't know what is happening with interest rates around the world. You don't know what is happening with bank policies around the world. Then you are not being watchful. You said it at 31st. into first. That I will be watchful. In fact, before we prayed, he said, I'll be watchful. He said, Oh, the man of God said, Shine your eye. He said, Father, shine my eye. He said it. But I don't believe it. Because I just need to look at what you are doing. And it will tell me, Do you believe it? Do you believe it? If you tell me that your body is the temple of God, and that is one of the greatest gifts to you, and I tell you, Okay, so do you exercise? What do you do to maintain your body? And it's just cocoa butter. And you don't believe that your, your body is a temple of God. Oh, so You don't believe it. You don't believe it. And what I'm saying, I'm even talking to the men of God, many men of God, me included. We believe that the body is the, one of the greatest assets. Do I have the exercise routine? Yes, I have a prayer life. Do I have an exercise routine? Then I don't believe that my body is the greatest gift. I don't believe it. So, you might be saying a lot of things throughout this year. God says that this year, this year I'll build a house. God says this year I'll buy a car. God says this year I'll get 10,000 C D C in my account. God says this year I'll, I'll operate in multiple currencies. And you don't have a simple dollar account. You not believe You don't have a dollar account. And he said, God said you operate in multiple currencies. And he said, man of God, I receive it. And he sowed the seed. I tap. I seal my prophecy. You don't have a dollar account. You're a joker. You're a joker. I, am, I, am I being real to you? You're a joker. God said that at the age of 40, you'll be a multi-serial entrepreneur. And you are 20. You've not even gone to Registrar General's Department to register a small company before. You don't believe God. You don't believe God. You don't believe God. So you are not working. Because if you had read it and you believe, you will run. Not you say. See, there's a part about saying, there's a part about saying, it is critical. But the church has been taught that the fact that I say I believe So many of us have been preached into inactivity and we only do confession. I'm not saying that confession is wrong, but many of us have been preached into inaction because of the preaching of confession. And so we are taking no action because of confession. I gave an example on Thursday when I led prayer. If you check the military strategy of God throughout the entire Bible, if I was to advise God I'll tell God that God stay in the business of creating the heavens and the universe. Military matters, leave it to Sanchu. Leave it to Vladimir Putin. Leave it to George Bush II. Not the first one. They know how to do war. God says that go into battle. And his strategy for you is to keep quiet and walk. How? And on the day you are supposed to shout... He said, I do it seven times. When you're tired. Now he says, shout. And then after they shouted and the wall broke, then he says they should run in. How? Don't, or maybe, okay, maybe they had solar panels over their heads. So as they were walking, they were charging. God said, go for battle. And he said, the people you have is too much. So he reduced them, not to hundreds. Eh, not to hun- hundreds of thousands or thousands of hundreds. Not to thousands, not to millions. He reduced them to... Hundreds. God should not be in the business of directing the army. God should not be. But in all his absurd directions, God never said to the people of Israel once that my strategy for winning this war against the Amalekites, all the people of Israel gather before me in the tent of meetings and just sleep. Just sleep. Even in the battles, that God went before them. And the angels of God destroyed. So when they came to the battlefield, their enemies were already there. God still told them to go. God still told them to what? Go. And they didn't know it had happened, so they were still prepared. When they were going, they didn't go with backs. They still went with swords and spears. God still said go. In all the absurd military strategies, God has never said sleep and then you said you believe that this year is a year of victory. And in your mind, So, you are saying, let me take it again. <laughs> you are going to sleep. You are a joker. You are a joker. You are a joker. Oh, I said what? You are a joker. Say you are a joker because I'm also talking about myself. Say you are a joker. I mean, you said, God said, before in your prime, you would play for the national team and help the country win World Cup, whatever, African Cup. And at age five, you don't know how to hit a ball straight. You're a joker. If your parents believe that, then your parents are jokers. I mean. Your action is the is the what, truest, the most pure indicator of what you believe. So, what you are doing, action, what you are not doing, action. It tells me what you believe in. Don't come and sit in church and then be saying, Well, oh, I believe God. This year is a good year. This year I have financial breakthrough and I have a business. <laughs> You are joking. Let me tell you, even the people that cheat and cheat the people that are corrupt and corrupt well, they know how to open businesses fast. Should I give you an example? Let me move on to another thing. I shouldn't give an example. Should I give an example? The Ghana Football Association saga that happened. How many people know how is the real instrument of corruption in there? With the former GFA president, Christian What Happened. When he met the Arabs guy, whatever, and they said they wanted to do whatever. Right there in the room, he opened the business. So the, day, the money didn't come to his personal accounts. Right there. You guys are not you are not listening to me. You're not there. You said that God says you should be a, a multi-millionaire. One business to your name, you don't have. Yeah, Joker. Yeah, Joker. You are a joker. You are a joker. You are a joker. And forget business. I'm talking about anything, I ask these people all the time. I remember on campus, someone comes to me, "Oh, man of God, i want to get married like right after national service?" Oh, I said, oh, okay, that's fine. Okay. So I mean, you've thought about it, right? Okay. Because right after national service, you might get the that's the time you get the least pay. So are you sure you can see for whatever? Because it's going to be a change of whatever." You'll be moving well if your work is far away, whatever. that's okay, that's fine, that's fine. You thought about it. So you want to get married next year. How many books on marriage have you read? Louis, I didn't say how many romantic comedies have you watched? How many books on marriage have you read? And you said you believe God when God says you're married this year, my sister, my brother, you are at what? You are a joker. You are a what? Joker. You married this year. And you've not read one book, not even a pamphlet on marriage. And I say, okay. So then I okay, okay, you've read something, eh? but it was a while ago. Oh, okay, so what book was it? Okay, um, I don't even remember the title. I'm a joker. Okay, you put books aside. How many sermons on marriage have you listened to before? Oh, you know, we do relationship seminar. Okay, pause, 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 pause. you are in KCF, right? How many relationship seminars have we had? Oh, we've had about five to eight. How many of them have you listened to again? And he said you want to get married this year. All you are telling me is that you don't believe that you married this year. It's not that you are telling me that God will not do it too. You are telling me that you don't believe. God will do it. Because if you believe it, the Bible says that they just, what they believe in, they shall walk by it. They just shall walk by what? Look at what the Bible says. His faith, his action determines what he believes in. His action determines what? What he believes in. They've not done anything. Oh, this year is a powerful year. Oh, I, I believe God so much. I believe that this year God will increase my anointing. Okay, then I say, pause, 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 You believe God will increase your anointing? Okay, show me. January to December, have you planned the year? Yes, I've planned the year. How many times in the year have you given yourself waiting to seek the face of God? Oh, you know, by the special grace of God, Zan Impact is now having all nights on the first Friday. So, I want to take advantage of that. You're a joker. You're a joker. You are what? A joker. Let me end. Number five, endure to the end. The reason why I talked about belief point three and your action is because if you do not have those first two, you will not endure. Many of us start enthusiastically, and then we crumble by much. We crumble before we get to the middle. Because everything that we thought we had, we realize in the middle of the journey that we don't have. So there are so many people that start things. And they don't finish. So many. So many. So many. You've not looked at your, what are the things that cause me not to finish things? You've not looked at what your current situation is. You've not heard the word of God. On starting something new. You don't even know if you believe it. You think you believe, and that's fine, but that is not enough. You are not doing anything that shows that you believe God. You are not taking the right action. You are not taking the right inaction. It means that you will never endure. I think so far, you will not endure. So the Bible says, in the verse number 21 of Matthew chapter 13. I wish we could read all, but just because of time, just read the verse number 21, Matthew chapter 13, and let's rise up to our feet.
0: Matthew
1: chapter 13, verse 21.
0: Yes, the Bible says what? Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. But endures only for a
1: while. I pray for you, my brother. I pray for you, my sister. I pray for you, my mommy and my daddy. That you will not endure only for a while. You shall endure to the end. Amen. You shall endure to the end.
0: Yes, Lord.
1: You shall endure to the end. Yes, Lord. Because the Bible says, the last line of 21, he says what?
0: Because for when tribulation or persecution arises, because of the word, because immediately he stumbles. See, you
1: have a Bible, you know, have a Bible, underline that word. Because of the word. Because of the See, if we know the real implication of receiving prophetic words, when they they say there's a prophetic service, the church will be empty, like when it's Bible study. That's what it should really be. So I come and say, in the name of Jesus, this year you will have divine increase. Say amen. Do you know what you've done? You've just activated divine increase and the angels. And you've also activated the negative side of decrease. At the same time, should I go inside? The Bible says that persecution arises because of what? That means that if you didn't receive the word, persecution concerning the word will not come. And that is why many people, at the end of the year, when they are complaining about the year, usually their complaint is that I saw the opposite of what God said. Because they didn't understand that when they receive the word, the opposite has been released by the enemy. So, because they are not equipped, they realize, you see, well, I don't know. I ask God something, That's, why is it that it's so natural for bad things to happen and it takes effort for good things to uh, you I've never seen that before. I said that one time I had a missing who was doing some construction work and we're looking at okay, one particular room, I think. Uh, it was a bathroom or so. And I was thinking in my head, okay, I wanted a partition. I said, okay, you, you do this. But don't do all the way to the top. Just do the first two. So that when I see it, if I like it, fine. If I don't. And then he did it. And I said, no, it looks weird. And I said, oh, you, you can't destroy it. And then when I was going, then I said, oh, I'm sorry that you wasted your time. And this is what he told me. He says, to create is hard, to destroy is easy. They just took the hammer. That's <laughs> all words of wisdom from a missing. To create is what's hard. To destroy is what's easy. So in this land of the living, on this side of heaven, where we are, if you check the book of Revelation. The Bible says, woe to the descendants on the earth, for the enemy has been sent to them. On this side of the earth, if you don't do anything, the natural occurrence is distraction. So we hear the word of God and we don't do anything. But the natural thing, Is distraction. What you need to pay attention to is the grace. For the Bible says in John chapter 6, verse 63, the words I speak to you, they are spirits in their life. That means that when God said this a year of watchfulness, increase, and victory, He has given you the spirit of victory. He has given you the life of victory. But if you don't understand it, you think that that is all. The enemy has also sent the opposites. But if you can hold on to the word of victory, the life of victory, the spirit of victory, then you can endure to the end. Eyes upon your feet. Let's pray. Or oh, if you are putting your hands together, put your hands together to the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know how you, how, I'm not going to say what you heard, because I know what you heard. Five things. Review. What? Wait. And what? Believe. What? Walk. And what? So I know what you heard, but I don't know how you heard it. But I'm praying that God will establish those words in your hearts. You see, I'm praying that before the year ends, you would hit what your expectation is and far above your expectation. I am praying that at the end of this year in December, we will not come to church and say, Father, the things I missed, Oh, I pray before the year ends, I recover all. That will not be your testimony in the name of Jesus. Because in every day, you receive exactly what God must give to you. Yes. In every month, you receive exactly what God has to give to you. And by the end of the year, you would flow in abundance in the name of Jesus. Someone Amen. say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are praying one prayer, and then we'll be out of here. Habakkuk chapter 2, the verse number 1. According to our theme of watchfulness, divine increase, and victory.
0: Read it again, man of God, so that we'll pray. Habakkuk 2 verse 1. Yes. I will stand my watch. I will
1: stand my watch. Say, Father, I will stand my
0: watch. Father, I will stand my watch. Father, I will not lose God. Father, I will not lose God. Father,
1: I will not be Akimbo. I will not be like a Jessica.
0: I will stand my watch. I will be alert by your Spirit of God. Amen. And then what? And set myself on the and rampart. set
1: myself on a rampant. I don't want to go there because that's talking about war. Let's go to another thing. And watch to see what he is And say watch and be attentive mm. and be alert mm.
0: to what God will what? say to me. Say to me. And Hallelujah. what I will answer when I'm what corrected. I will answer.
1: What will be my response? If I hear the word of God, that says increase. What will be my response? Will I start sowing seeds? Or I'll just start eating. No. What will be my response? Lift up your voice and say, Father, today, as I've heard your words... Set me upon my watch in the name of open the your ministry. mouth and begin to pray right the now
0: in the, the name of
1: Jesus <speaking in> and <Spanish> O, o, pray your mouth and pray. O, pray o, pray d- your mouth d- and pray. Up your d- voice d- and begin to
0: pray d- right d- now. Ramanda, Carpadia, Labados, Karandike, Padiandalaba, Reparasatala, Barapala, Baraba, Ramanda, Candi, Malabarante, Kisate, Libaracola, Bazatella, Balabaraba, Ramanda, Candala, Baraba, La Cadima, Bados, Karandele, Bekea, Palaba, in the name of Jesus, Randa, Kapaya Baraba. Re kaphalabado imamanda kaphalabara pa likazati diba phalabara imamanda karanda kaphalabado skarande debe imamasan tideki anda laba rapanda kayande kizati debe libados karanda kaphalabara pa yande maranda kaphalabara yes lord in the name of jesus kaphalabababa likados Ran yanda kapa, ramanda kazaante yandi manda, ran palabarapa rapa doska yandelebe, ika yanda Kazanta da barabarapa, Randosha dosha manda kandi yandeleke haradi manda keja telebe, ramanda Kazata takapalaba yanda kazate de telebe, lima ran doko zon talabarapa, rapa yandi manda kapa, ya. Santa <laughs> <laughs> Manda Yandiki Palabaraba phala baraba ramada khazata parande lima randa laba ya deke phala baraba da 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 ya nyambe de dio obe jua ye amaya you will
1: receive in Jesus' name everything that
0: God has you said. Will to you, Because it's the Lord that said it. Yes, Lord. Yeah. more. You become more. You become Yes, Lord. Your victory is assured in this year, my brother. Your
1: increase is assured in this year, my sister, because it's the Lord that has said it. God has said, the,
0: this year.
1: the grace of watchfulness fall upon you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
0: Father, we pray over this communion
1: because of your word that we partake in this oh Lord, we partake in your body and we have a part in you because of your word concerning this bread and this wine, Lord we take it, Lord, and we receive your healing receive your grace, Lord
0: in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministry.